Welcome back. We are live at Equal Time Soccer. I'm Mark Pavratsky. I am here, lucky to be joined by someone ranking up stats as a as a goalkeeper this year, the nation's third stingiest goalkeeper at the time, and on the only undefeated team left in D1, which is the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Welcome, Jocelyn Tanner. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining, Jocelyn. You just wrapped up the regular season for, for the conference slate. And now you're in a position waiting for the conference tournament. You have seven wins in a row, 18 goals for the team, just three allowed um, in this run. And like I said, still undefeated. Uh, what is it about the team that makes it so far literally unbeatable? I think a big part of it is our connectiveness. Like we love each other. That's huge. We play for each other. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And then, just focusing on like the little principles that was our goal and not focusing necessarily on results usually turns into pretty good results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's there. Yeah, certainly there's a connectivity and a lot of returning players is the case. I mean, the trend in college sports with all the extra eligibility, but you certainly have a lot of core players returning. Um, what was your mindset coming into this year? You came off obviously going into the NCAA tournament as a team, um, you know, you won the conference tournament away, which was such a cool um, way to achieve that and get into the tournament. And you personally were the summit goalkeeper of the year. So, I, you know, coming off that where a lot of things went right, I'm sure you wish you could have gone further in the tournament. But for you, what was your mindset and your goal maybe coming into this year? Personally, for me, I knew there was like I, I had a good season last year, but I knew there was things I'm like, I can be better. We can be better as a team. And I think we all had a little sour taste after mm -hmm. uh, the loss at Pepperdine. So we knew we could have performed better and that we can make it through the second tournament or mm -hmm. second round of the tournament. So like mm -hmm. that's our goal is to take care of business one day, one game at a time. But like the big goal is, you know, make it farther than we have before. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to come into the tournament too. It's still you and Denver up top. So yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that um, later. Talk about, this is something uh, for folks who ever read the words that I write on Equal Time, something we've highlighted because it's unique um, is your pure goalkeeping duo with Haley Fisher, meaning like you literally are splitting every, uh, basically every minute. It's not exactly like every half, which is really unique. I mean, there's a lot of in college soccer, subbing in general and offense and defense, but also like there is some rotation with goalkeepers and that's not rare. But for you, is it rare to be literally splitting halves? Because that that's something you might only hear of in youth soccer, right? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, in club, I split all the way up till senior year. Really? So it's not, yeah, it's not a new thing um, for me. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, in college, it's generally you pick one and you go with it. So it's uh, very different that, and we've made it work. Yeah. How have you handled it in terms of mentality? Because that's one of the reasons, like if you were watching a soccer game, the commentators would say, well, you know, wow, like that's tough for someone to come in at halftime and be sharp, you know, and people don't, that's why partially, I mean, why people don't normally sub, you know, goalkeepers. So I'm wondering for you, your experience and as is Haley, but how have you handled that in terms of mentality and like preparation to be able to do that? Cause it's a challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's it's a little hard because you come in and you think, you know, biggest thing is, you know, watch what like first half. If you're coming in second half, you have to pay attention. Who's who's mm -hmm. dangerous? What what is their attacking style? Um, but, you know, it's always different when you get in there and you yeah. just have to adjust fast. Yeah. 
Well, and, and maybe is that one of the, because you do, I, I mean, I look at the stats, but like you switch at halftime every game, right? Yep. So, I mean, the negative side of that, which I said is people might be apprehensive. Like, do you have rhythm? The positive side you could say is you're observing the team and, and when you go in, you've observed them. So like you said, that can be a challenge, but is that, mm-hmm. is that one of the silver linings of how it can be a positive uh, dynamic? Yeah, I think for sure, because you see things on the side you don't see playing and vice mm-hmm. versa. So I think if you can bring like, oh, th- we didn't handle this play right the first half, I you know, you can change that. Right. And people talk about people love to talk about like the goalkeepers union and, you know, keepers being a specific thing because it's a unique position to play. I played it poorly at times as a, <laughs> as a, as a youth player, but um, I never had to compete in the way that you are, but also clearly you have to support each other because you know the dynamic that you're going to be splitting time. So I'm wondering, you know, you split time before in the 2020 to 21 season, you you split, but you would start and play the whole game um, yeah. with Haley, as I think is what it looked like in the stats. So I'm curious for you to, like, how have you maintained the chemistry through the competition and, you know, how has it made you better? I think um, we have a great union or keeper union or whatever um but we get along really well i think that's a huge part of it um we're i think honest enough to tell each other like hey i think in this moment this would have been better Mm -hmm. that's helped us both grow Mm -hmm. um but also it's just like we're very competitive so yeah competitive with each other but like at the same time more than anything we want to win the game so if we help each other during the game challenge each other during practice and then help each other during the games. Yeah. Well, and it, again, among drawbacks to taking the chance of switching keepers, I mean, the positive is obvious that both of you are engaged in every game. Like you get to play in every game. So although, you know, you, of course you'd say, cool, I wish I could start every single game. Who doesn't want to do that? But there is a certain level of, you know, you could be a backup keeper all year. And, and only play bits, you know, so, the, you know, the positive is um, it very much looks like the Jackrabbits have two informed keepers going into the tournament. So that's not a bad thing at all. Right. Um, let me take a quick break to give a read for our sponsor, Pence Homes. This show is brought to you by Pence Homes. Whether you are buying or selling or looking to do some projects in your current home, Nate and Lydia can help you find what you need. Need financing for a basement remodel, looking at a second bath or even a workspace. Now that you're working from home, Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shearer, with Luminant Financing, can find the right financing tool for you. Go to PenceHomes.com to learn more or find them on social media at Pence Homes. And as I always do, I have to say that the Pence Homes Realty team are wonderful customers at the Black Art Bar. And to me, that says a lot about a person if they're a nice customer uh, to service employees. So shout out to Nate and Lydia for that. Um, let's take a minute to give some of your teammates some shine, Jocelyn, because you have um, a lot of teammates standing out. I mean, we could go down and down the list and, you know, we try to focus on, we like to highlight Minnesotans playing D1. And so we could go deep on that as well, but just talk about starting off Maya Hansen, um, an easy person to target just because she became the all-time leader in points and goals um, for South Dakota state. So just for you as the keeper, you know, trying to shut out anything else, what does she do to make, you know, the game easy for you? What makes her a special attacker? Well, first of all, she's an amazing person. We love her as a teammate, love her as a captain. Um, She does little small things, 
defensively as a forward, which mm-hmm. is pretty rare that, you know, you saw it on at verse NDSU. It leads to goals, but it also makes, yeah. you know, everyone behind her's job easier. So her work ethic is amazing. Person she is, is just amazing. Yeah, she is so scrappy. She's a pest, I mean, on defense. And it is, um, yeah, it's fun to watch. And she, you can just tell when she gets the ball, I mean, like, you can sense this urgency with other players, but with her, you can kind of physically see her urgency. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to get the ball in. So yeah, very, very fun to watch. It'll be fun to see. Um, and she's already said she's coming back next year. So that yes, record, that record will not, uh, no. will not stand still. You no. can't imagine. Every time she gets the ball, you're like, Oh, she's going to score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, and every time she gets the ball and doesn't score, it seems like she is, you know, she's pissed off in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about, you have siblings on this team, at least a couple of pairs, it seems like. So, and this is, um, uh, there's a couple of sisters from Hawaii, which is just kind of fun. Obviously the jokes about being in Hawaii and then being in South Dakota are pretty surface level and easy, but they are standing out. Carly and Casey Manding, mm-hmm. uh, Carly's 10 assists, Casey five assists, no goals. They're all about serving it up. So I don't know. Talk about those sisters from Hawaii. That's kind of a cool story. Yeah. They're such a core part of our team. We love them. They're, they're awesome. Great people. Um, Carly's always controls the midfield and Casey has been really cool because she's been a holding midfield up until this last year. Mm-hmm. Put her in at um, center back, and she's shine there. She's she serves amazing balls, and she's just killing it in the back line. She's loyal as heck. She'll defend you no matter what, and that's that's a huge uh-huh. teammate. So, yeah, you got to get in there and scrap. That's that. Which brings me, I mean, that's a good transition uh, you presented because the next person I was going to ask what is Rachel Preston, who she doesn't take any uh, crap in the back for sure. She's continuing to shine, you know, getting player of the week awards and everything. But, um, you know, for you have as good a view for it as anything, because you see how the defense plays out. You see the role she plays more than <clears throat> us just seeing she's playing a lot of minutes and getting a shout out for you, like helping us to l- understand what does she do that special or unique, you know, in leading the back and just what makes her the player she is organizationally like she's great she's a great leader does Mm -hmm. with mostly by example like she just Mm -hmm. does little things right she distributes the ball really well for a center back um and then she's really good 1v1 winning balls um stepping in the moment she needs to and dropping when she needs to and that Mm -hmm. speaks to her experience and great she's an amazing player yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and she, yeah, it's she's one of those players with those COVID years of like you see such a veteran presence because they've been there, you know, and she's coming mm-hmm. off a year where she was killing it for Aurora too, playing, you know, on a big stage. And um, yeah, really fun to see that. Shout out to, to Preston. Um, your individual stats, you know, we like, obviously you're in the mode of going to the conference tourney. So we're you're I'm sure you're in team full team mindset. We already talked about how you split with your keeper partner Haley, so you're in a team mindset there as well. But you are third nationally in goals allowed uh, per game, goals against. So I mean, you know, winning is maybe the the biggest thing. But I mean, seeing yourself, um, you know, in an easily recognizable performance, you know, like that, you know, does it mean something? How much do you ever look at it? Um, yeah, explain I, that to us. I don't pay attention to much of that. It's cool to hear some of that stuff, but yeah. I think it's more testament to how great our team is and defensively and how we focus on that. 
Yeah. One well, and Haley Fisher's also she's up there. I mean, somewhere I think maybe 20th or something as well, obviously, because your defense has been good. What you're the only undefeated team. We mentioned that. That's cool. I mean, and even obviously that's probably not enough for you all because you want to make steps forward from last year. But what is it to do that? It, it means something. I mean, you're not playing. It's not like you're playing uh, no opponents of quality. You have non-conference names that are tough. The Summit League is a very um, scrappy league, you know, in the middle and top. So what is it that makes your defense consistent in the way that you just haven't been able to, you know, lose a game? Yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes it's like, I don't even know. They just, they're always um, behind you. Their organizational is a big thing that we focus on. You know, our head coach, he's defensive minded. So that helps a lot. Okay. Um, and then just, they're really consistent in what they do in practice and on and you know during games and it shows mm-hmm. yeah clearly it's yeah exciting to see and um you've been on a run like i said i mean after you had a couple um you had a zero zero draw with denver which is you know no problem to hold them to zero you know it's not like that's a bad result but you had a run of not scoring so many goals and then like i mentioned in the last seven it's all wins and multiple goals in most games so mm-hmm. certainly good to find that form what has been i mentioned seven wins in a row what's your favorite win this season so far Ooh, um <laughs> probably northern arizona was fun because uh-huh. we came from behind in that one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we love, we love being Omaha. We love being NDSU. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the teams will play a lot. It's fun. Cause you're very familiar with them. And yeah. you know, you can, you can rub it in a little bit when you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in NDSU, I mean, it's St. Thomas and NDSU are the most in terms of what I look at, like how many Minnesotans are on our team. They're mm-hmm. the most Minnesotan. I mean, so when you're playing NDSU, you're playing teammates or opponents from, other times i'm yeah. sure i believe i think i played was it four or five girls on yeah. ndsu that basically start that i played club with so yeah yeah well and how cool is it so summit league tournament expanded so those those are the mm-hmm. teams like we mentioned where you have a lot more minnesotans south dakota's in it as well they have a few standout minnesotans but how cool is it to have the tournament expanded one? I mean, you get to have some home games, so that's kind of a cool expanded thing, but then you have your Dakota rivals in it. So I want, you know, is that, does that just make it more interesting for you? Yeah. I mean, we don't have anyone on our side. Um, NDSU is on the other side, but, Mm -hmm. um, and Denver are are on the other side, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun. It's great that we get a buy. That's huge, I think, and get to host. So I like the expansion, and I think it really um, aids to whoever finishes in the top two. That really gives them an advantage. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see um, what that turnout is for your game because you guys have a good, good, solid fan base, including all the parents driving west uh, from the Twin Cities every time. Yeah. Um, and it's but- our homecoming week for football this week, too. So Okay, sweet. We're busy in Brookings. <laughs> That should work out. That'll be cool. Well, get it good that you get to actually host at least a semifinal uh, mm-hmm. this year. Looking at the tourney, so you have a bye, which makes it kind of different. I, I do wonder for you, you know, as a player and how as a team, how do you balance, you know, not knowing which opponent that's going to be, although they're opponents, you certainly know. Um, and then also, how do you not maybe think forward to Denver? Because we know players say one game at a time, but you expect to be playing in the final and you expect it's probably Denver. So I wonder how you balance that as a player. Yeah, I think uh, 
the whole season we've been focusing on, you know, ourselves mostly is we are thinking other teams are going to have to change for us. We're not, we don't want to change um, the way we play for them. And most of the time that's what happens in summer league when you have a target on your back. Um, but it's very hard. So, you know, we'll go play our way either way on Sunday. It's hard. You're right. It's hard not to look forward to Denver because mm-hmm. I mean, that's a rivalry. We think they got away with one this, this mm-hmm. year. So um, yeah, we just have to focus, refocus um, on our fundamentals and then, that'll lead to hopefully our success in both games. Mm-hmm. How does beating, yeah, yeah. Well, how does beating them last year in Denver? Because that's, I mean, that was a really cool way for you to make it into the tournament, even though the tournament game, you know, you put a big team that you face and, and the way you probably like, but how much does it help bolster confidence for this year, knowing even if you do have to go away, you know, for the Summit League type tournament to make sure you make it, you know, that you, have that under your belt from last year yeah that's huge i think we're a lot of teams it's easy to be intimidated by denver and mm-hmm. you know we're not anymore we've we've done that and you know we could have beat them this year like we feel it's very even playing field and that you know if we play our way we have the upper hand mm-hmm. how much was the altitude a thing last year First, like I, I don't go to altitude a lot. When I do i notice it i'm not the most in shape mm-hmm. person in the world but i just wonder for you and, and it's the fall, so maybe, I don't know if the weather is a contributing addition. It's not. It's temperate there, probably. But how much did the altitude mess with you? So last year, we were there. We played Denver for the final game of the regular season. And then we mm. played the tournament there, too. Oh, yeah. So I think we felt a little <laughs> the first game, but we played yeah. didn't play our best in general. Um, but by the end of that week, we were just as good as Denver in terms of altitude. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, that worked out because teams try to balance it. They're like, you know, and mm-hmm. teams who play in Colorado are like, do we fly in the day of to have yeah. this or do we or yeah. acclimate? And yeah, you acclimated. So that, yeah. yeah, well, this it'll be shorter this time, but you now at yeah. least you guys know what to expect. Yeah. And we've dealt with it before. We played Air Force last year. We played oh, Denver yeah. last year. This year we played Northern Arizona, which yeah. is higher than any we've played. Okay. So we've dealt with it. We know how to deal with it. So we'll be fine. Yeah, well, good non-conference scheduling on you, coach, to get yeah. to get the altitude practice. Um, who is your favorite soccer player, Jocelyn? Oh, you know, I would always used to say Hope So, obviously, because like, uh-huh. you know, she's the best probably goalie ever, but uh-huh. not the great greatest person, <laughs> the role model, but just mix. Right. <laughs> it's mixed now, maybe a bit. Yeah, but I would, you know, in terms of like goalkeeping, yeah. she's the standard. So. Unbelievable to watch. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy I uh, grew up wa- getting to watch her whole, you know, kind of run because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, really impressive. And among everything else, still a really strong advocate for the game and for uh, for equality in the game. Yeah. So we'll say that. Talk about what would you play? What sport would you have played in college if not soccer? Ooh, uh, if there was women's football, I would have totally been football. Okay, <laughs> but otherwise, okay. probably basketball. How long did you ever play, like, you know, peewee football? Like, what did, you know, flag uh, football? No. Only recess in, in elementary school. I mean, but... that's the best. I, that's the best, man. Yeah. yeah. What what would you have, what position would you have played? Oh, quarterback's the most entertaining, that's for sure. Okay. All right. Quarterback. All these, all these soccer players going to be kickers. Jocelyn says, no, I'm going to yeah. go be a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um. Favorite thing about Brookings other than like your teammates and the the soccer 
world. Sure. Well, so my mom grew up in Brookings. Okay. My family's from Brookings. So I would just say having my family close is really nice. Spend some extra time with, you know, people I don't see. I didn't see very often growing up. That's sweet. You'll ca- go catch some real cooking from that. Like, you know, it's like go. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We, every Thursday night, um, I take my class out to my aunts for dinner. And they, so that's really cool. Oh man, your class. How many people? What are you talking about? There's six of us. There's, um, well, Maya, Mo, Egg, Delaney, Reagan, and me. So. All right. That's pretty sweet. See, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. Like I didn't live, I was happy to have a little space for my family in college, although I love them. But like, man, if you knew you could go get family fridge and family kitchen when you're a college student, yeah. that's, that's real. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Well, that's cool for you. And and makes it easy for your parents to come out and, uh, and other family to come watch. I'm yep. Sure. Yep. That's cool. What's the team you most want to beat in the Summit League? Denver. Easy. Denver. <laughs> Easy. Easy. All right. They're coming for you again, Denver. Best away fans you faced. It could be, could have been in like a high school state game, could be a college game. What's the best or, mo- you know, whether for you, whether it was the loudest or the they were the most antagonistic? <laughs> we played you and I this year. Yeah. Um, and they had a student section behind my goal. And okay. They were rather funny. They were talking to me. They're saying they have a cat. And they actually did, turns out. They actually have a real cat at the game. Nice. They were pretty funny and entertaining. That is So of all the things that can make sports fandom toxic, I'm a really big fan of that too because I'm a big sports fan, but I don't get, like, mad at someone. And I love that they're expressing it, but also it's not, like, it's not mean. And it's also... Also, I've found as a fan who wants to distract players, being bizarre is a lot better yeah. than being mean. Like, yeah. it, because you can get them, yeah, clearly. I mean, you at least for a second were thinking about the cat. I was, for sure. So, <laughs> that's really funny. That's great. Um, shout out to the, the Panther uh, fan. Who I want to know like especially like it's fun to listen to the keeper like you can it if there's not a lot of fans you can hear the keeper yelling and directing mm-hmm. things you also can hear the parents and i want to know who are the last i mean you can find a way to sidestep this or i should say who are the most um encouraging and vocal parents from the south dakota squad that that was that belongs to my class that'd be uh reagan and Maya's moms they are quite rowdy but their dads also have a, they share a air siren that they are very proud to. <laughs> An air siren? Every corner. And if they can't bring it in, they they make the sound with their voices. Oh, wow. That sounds like a couple of dads to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love it. I've, yeah. I've met a couple of the Jackrabbit parents. So they, is the air horn, I mean, that's a fun thing. Is it distracting though as a keeper? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only on corner our corner kick, so for me, oh, okay. uh, I got plenty of time. So maybe okay. Well, then maybe it works because it yeah. makes the other keeper. Because it, <laughs> is, yeah, I want to know what I, is it an air horn or like a siren That's sound? Like you, why have to wind it up? Like, uh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I thought. Great. Like a tornado alarm. Okay. Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to the dads. Look, they drove a long way to support you. Yeah. We take we take the dads. You know how they yeah. come. Yeah. Um. Talk about your experience personally being an athlete during COVID and then you also were already an athlete who redshirted a year means you are like super eligible for college athletics, even though, so this is your fourth year of college, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So 
uh, one, I guess, like, are you, I, I mean, athletics is really hard, but like, are you already going to graduate? Like, what are your plans for using your eligibility or sure. do you know yet? So I um, graduated from undergrad last year. Okay. So I'm in my grad degree. Okay. Here, and I will finish this in next fall. So in a year and a half. Okay. So, yep. So I have, I think I'm listed as like a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. You're a sophomore. Freshman. Sophomore. You have two more. You plan to stay next year to finish that up and then just maybe see where you go from there. Yep. That's the plan. Cool. Maybe get another graduate degree started. Yeah. Maybe a PhD. I don't know. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, especially because you already uh, finished in three years. Well, making the most of, uh, thank you to the NCAA, I guess, for uh, granting eligibility. What is, so uh, I talked to in the summer, like I said, I interviewed my Hanson and Rachel Preston. I asked them the goal. I'm cur- goal for this year for the Jackrabbit team. I'm curious for you, and it may have changed. They were just talking to me in uh, June, but for you, what is the goal for this postseason? Um, and you know, in specific, like how far do you think do, do you want the team to make it, or expect that you should be able to make it this year? Um, I think to the NCAA's is you know, a baseline. <laughs> um, we love to make it past the first round. That'd be huge for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best has ever made it past two rounds in Jackrabbit. So that's kind of always like a, a wishing goal, like a maybe, uh, maybe, you know, but so just go as far as we can and enjoy ourselves along the way, I think is biggest thing. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really fun for us to watch for in terms of teams with Minnesotans making a difference who are also winning and and really showing out in the postseason. South Dakota State is right up there, so it's really fun for us to watch. Everybody keep an eye out. So Friday, the 28th of October, is the preliminary round to find out who South Dakota State will play, Omaha and North Dakota playoff. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, October 30th at 3 p.m., uh, South Dakota State will host whoever wins that first game. We will definitely be covering it uh, on equal time and paying attention to the other side of the bracket where Denver will play either Oral Roberts or North Dakota State. So, And then the final for the Summit League Championship is Saturday, November 5th. And so we'll most certainly try and amp that up as well because um, that's the only certain way to make sure you're going to the tourney. Yeah. So that's the goal two wins away jocelyn tanner thank you so much for joining us thank you for uh spending time and uh helping people get hype for the jackrabbit tourney run of course thanks for having me thanks